Let's talk about the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. It's a wild ride sometimes, isn't it? We pour our hearts into caring for little ones and feeling the load of motherhood, and that love we feel can sometimes be a force of nature. But guess what? It also can be overwhelming. Sometimes it feels like we're expected to juggle everything just to fit the mold of being a good mom. So today we're talking about eight things you can do when you feel overwhelmed. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PNW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems in Being Better Everyday, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. So as we get into it, ever feel like life's a comparison game? Whether in real life or in social media, it can feel alike a lot and can mess with our heads. We see these highlight reels or start doubting ourselves thinking we're not doing enough. Well, guess what? It's a myth that we need to bust and that we need to address and that we need to remind ourselves that it is a highlight reel. We do not have to do it all, and we certainly don't have to be perfect. We are already the best moms for our kids by just being there. The love, care, and unique bond we share with them is irreplaceable. So let's ditch the pressure, embrace our imperfections, and remember that we're exactly what our little ones need, imperfectly perfect moms. Now, as I mentioned, today we're going to talk about eight things to do when you are feeling overwhelmed, because I mentioned in my last episode, sometimes that could be psycho-related, sometimes it can be levels-related, but we all will feel moments of overwhelm. So number one is something that definitely has annoyed me in the past, but it is true, and that is that I know that motherhood is full of stages. It's something that my sister-in-law told me a lot as I was going through kind of the first year of motherhood, and it also reminds me of that song that you're going to miss this. It's a country song. Don't know who it's from. It's true. I, when I feel overwhelmed, not necessarily always in the moment, but I do remember that motherhood is full of stages and the stages that I am experiencing today, I won't get to ever experience again. The clinginess that my daughter is right now and that she's literally within five feet of me if she's home every time that I am home is something that I will miss someday. So I try to remind myself of that. It is something that if you are in a hard stage of motherhood can feel overwhelming, but hopefully reminding yourself consciously that this too shall pass will help you sink into it subconsciously and remind you that you are going to want these moments back someday. Number two, we are going to dive into this more next week, but review your to-do list and prioritize it. This is definitely where intentional productivity comes in. It's about brain dumping and prioritizing your daily big three. Now, reminder, brain dumping is the act of putting all of your thoughts down on paper and categorizing them. This will help you get it out of your brain when it feels like it's spinning and onto a piece of paper where hopefully the goal is then you can close your eyes on that list, right? That you can focus on your one action item you need to do today or your big three, if you have time for that, and forget about the rest of the list until it's time to move on from your daily big three. Uh, Like I said, we will 
dive into brain dumping and the power of it more next week. But know that this is an amazing tool to help reduce your overwhelm. Number three is find your Zen music. I have always had Zen music. I really find that music impacts my moods. I used to listen to this song. So pre pre um, non-CD days, I guess. I don't know what you call today. Digital age. I had this CD and it was, I think, called The World of Music or something like that. It was like Now. You remember the Now playlist? It was like that, but for world music. And there was this song in English. It's called Come to Me or Come Something to Me. And I can't tell you why I hyper-focused on this song. The song wasn't even in English, but I listened to it hundreds of times a year in college. If not, sometimes I would listen to it on repeat for hours at a time while I was studying. It was a hyper-focus song that got me into focus mode, and I still have music like that. One of my more recent obsessions is bilateral music. My daughter actually likes this too, which is kind of annoying because she's been stealing my headphones. I will put on bilateral playlists and listen to that while I'm uh, focusing or just needing to calm down. There's an anxiety one, I think, on Spotify that I listen to. I also use the Calm app for this. They have bilateral music. And the other thing is uh, music that's specifically frequencied to your brain to help get you out of fight or flight mode. There are playlists, again, I use Spotify. It's probably on Apple Music. It's probably on Pandora as well. But searching for certain frequencies of music can really help. I listen to piano cover music a lot when I'm just wanting to be like calm and relaxed. And like I said, it's a huge tool that I use. It's one that I use probably the most. Number four is something part of the Better Everyday Five Habits, but certainly is important and it's scheduling one thing for you. Making time to put the you back in your everyday is super important regardless of the phase of your life. There should be a way for you to do this daily. It could be five minutes. It could be an hour. Depending on your stage and phase of life, it's going to look different, but you need to advocate for your rest. This should be something that helps calm you down. It's going to be different for every person. For me, it's reading, it's bubble baths, it's walks outside, it's being on the water in the summertime. I've actually read nine books this year already because of this habit. When I need to turn my brain off, when I need to zen out, when I need to be less overwhelmed, certainly diving into a book, a non, non-fiction, <laughs> fictional book, makes a huge difference for me. Number five is move your body. Daily movement is very important. There is a ton of benefits, but treating your body with love means moving with intention. And it also means adding mobility and flexibility as we get older for longevity. And it means building strength. But there are physical, not only other physical benefits, but there are certainly mental health benefits to this as well. So making sure that you schedule in your daily movement. Again, this is why Movement 30 is a part of the Better Everyday 5 habits for this reason. Reminder, if you can't get 30 minutes in, try to at least do something to schedule it in, make it non-negotiable, even if it's 10 minutes. There are a million resources nowadays for this habit. I recently did a yoga challenge with Yoga with Adrian on YouTube for January. It was called the Flow 30-Day Challenge. Did I do it every day? No. But having the accountability and partnership of somebody else in chat to do it with me certainly helped me with that intention. I am doing the Pilates Body by Kayla Pilates Challenge in Pilates Strength Challenge in February, also on YouTube, free. 
I have a Peloton membership and I've been working through job one on Beachbody in January because it's been a long time since I've really stuck to a program and keep kept that habit, which is how I am doing my movement 30 for was the month of January and, and spilling into February. Number six is get outside. I Sometimes this is my movement. Sometimes it is just an additional benefit for me. But I have been trying to get outside at least 15 minutes a day, almost every day in the month, the winter months, because there is massive benefits to it from a mood perspective, from an overwhelm, from a central nervous system perspective. Getting outside is your natural energy and mood enhancer. Sunlight helps stimulate the production of serotonin, which is a happy hormone, and it is one that my body is severely lacking. It Serotonin will help you f- feel more energized and positive. The other thing, obviously getting outside, depending on where you live and how much sun you get to see in the wintertime, is vitamin D. Vitamin D helps with your bone health. It helps for immune function. It helps with your overall well-being. Is something that I do supplement in the wintertime because of the lack of sunlight in the Midwest. Getting outside helps reduce your stress. It improves your sleep. It increases, obviously, your physical activity because you're walking around. It helps with your connection and grounding to nature, which helps. There's some science behind grounding that maybe we'll get into this summer because I have not done it in the past, but I think it's something I'll probably add as we get into warmer winter months. And then the other thing that I have really seen the proof of is getting outside helps your immune system. It helps. um, I don't really know why. Again, (laughs) I'm one that like just needs proof of concept versus science, but I see it in our daycare. My daughter goes to an in-home daycare. They have generally been healthier than other daycares this winter, knock on wood. And this has a lot to do with the fact that if it's not really, really cold outside, they're outside for hours on end. And that has really helped keep my daughter healthy, help her mood, keeps her more level when she is going. So number six, getting outside, super important, obviously for that serotonin, but other reasons as well. Number seven, I will almost like die on this hill, but get your levels checked. I am a huge advocate for this, knowing how much it's impacted my life and knowing how much it can help impact others. It is a little bit of an investment, but it is totally worth it for your health perspective. So we talked about serotonin, that happy hormone. And interestingly enough, serotonin is impacted in many ways in your body that I have kind of learned. I was low on vitamin D and B. Well, those are things that impact the level of serotonin in your body. I was low on iron, which also impacts the level of serotonin in your body. I'm insulin resistant and have some gut health issues. Those things also impact the level of serotonin in your body. If you do not have enough serotonin, you're going to feel the impacts. The other thing as I get older, as my friends get older, is realizing the impact of hormones. Now, not all doctors are going to be willing to check your hormone levels, but knowing if you're out of alignment really does help you modify and give grace to the feelings that you might be having. And then there are certainly things you can do about it as well. So having my hormones checked, understanding, you know, the dominance of certain hormones and how it impacts my mood and my mental health really does help give myself grace when I am feeling overwhelmed. Number eight, this is going to be different depending on your partnership. And again, another hill that I will die on 
is voicing your needs. If you have a partner, it needs to be a partnership. You need to communicate. You need to both give yourself time to be just yourselves. I would never have survived marriages in the 50s where men just expected the woman to do everything and to come home and sit on the couch and do nothing. I would have, you know, really struggled with the power dynamics of that relationship. However, you know, nowadays, I think it's certainly more important for you to advocate that it is a partnership that you do deserve to have some time to just be you. And so does your spouse. For us, I know that I have the luxury of the fact that my daughter has full-time daycare in the wintertime. We don't send her full-time, but we do send her two to three days a week. My husband has his alone time when she's at daycare because he doesn't work in the wintertime. And I get my alone time at nights or on the weekends because obviously I work a full-time job, so I can't do it during the week. And working, even though I'm alone, isn't relaxation, right? So having those times where you can just be you, now the level of necessity of that is going to be different based on your own flight or flight response, your own levels of anxiety and overwhelm, but it is certainly important. So those are really eight things that can help if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling maybe depending on the time of the month where you just need a little bit more support. To recap, it is know that motherhood is full of stages. Review your to-do list and prioritize it. Find your Zen music. Schedule your one thing for you. Move your body. Get outside. Check on your health. Seriously, check on your health (laughs) and voice your needs. So remember that you are not alone and feeling overwhelmed is normal. We all experience it. So give yourself some grace. If you want to learn more about some of the habits I talked about today, visit pwplanners.com slash bettereveryday5 or the link in the show notes to get your free workbook. If you need planner tools to make sure you implement your daily big three, don't forget to head to the shop while you're at it at pwplanners.com shop. Until next time, see you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.